This episode was recorded in early 2022. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OCPHA podcast. My name is Dr. Marion Go, co-chair of the Digital Outreach Committee of OCPHA, alongside Dr. Tony Doubt. He's usually the host of the podcast episodes that you usually see here, but today I will be hosting instead. Today's episode will be with my special guest today, Dr. Derek Borkowski, who is the CEO of Cosmos Health and the creator of the digital drug informational app, Pearls, which is an app that you can download from the App Store. So Derek, from what Tony has told me was that you took the time to learn coding while also working as a pharmacist, and you even implemented your skills to program the Pearls app. So to start off, would you be able to share more about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Mary, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to come on here. So yeah, as mentioned, my name is Derek Borkowski. I'm based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, I'll just take some real quick background. So I'm born and raised in, in Minnesota, and I went to pharmacy school thinking that I was going to be a community pharmacist. Uh, however, Pretty quickly during school, I got interested in a lot of non-traditional areas. Along the way, startups and digital health became an interest of mine. And so, yeah, it was actually while I was during my third year of pharmacy school, I started working an internship at a digital health startup called MyMeds actually here in Minneapolis, which was focused on medication adherence. And as an intern, I was tasked with helping maintain our uh, medication database but I would I would love giving like suggestions to all of our like engineers and product people to much, much probably to their annoyance. I would be like, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we could do this or that? And, and anyway, um, at some point along that time, actually, a mentor of mine there was like, Derek, and, and they were very supportive. He's like, Derek, you know, this is really great that you know you have this domain expertise in pharmacy. So the suggestions you're providing, we think is really great. But actually, I think, you know, you, you can actually learn some of this programming stuff. And that might make you more effective at talking to our engineers or our product people if you could sort of learn some of the vernacular or some of how programming works. And so that kind of, I was like, oh, okay, that seems kind of hard, but sure, I'll, I'll give it a go. And so I, yeah, I remember starting in like 2016 during my third year, just with like some basic like Khan Academy courses on like learning HTML, which is a programming, um, like a skill for doing website development. And it really went from there. So especially in my nights and weekends, around rotations during fourth year, I would kind of obsessively program. It was kind of like the most fun thing I could think to do. It was it was a hobby that turned into something that I, that I just you know, enjoyed doing with all my free time. So by the time, fast forward to by the time I graduated pharmacy school, I wasn't necessarily sure I wanted to do programming in my day to day, but I certainly wanted to work at startups. And so I did eventually, I worked full time as a community pharmacist for about six months. And then I was full-time at a startup as a product manager before in actually in January, 2020 is when I went full-time working on yeah, pearls. Basically the inspiration for it was, you know, just wanting to build a better medication reference that I wanted to have with me at the pharmacy. And so that's in about 2020 is when I put my programming skills to use to try and start building the initial versions of, of pearls. That's really great, Derek. Like being able to learn about like your foundation and like how you build like your interests, especially going towards digital health and programming is very rewarding to hear. And knowing like that transition that you went through, especially from community pharmacy to going to like a startup like Pearls, it's like it's such an endeavor that I, I really commend you for. So my next question is, so what made you decide on pharmacy as a career path? Yeah. You know, my mom actually was a, she worked at a community pharmacy in my hometown. And so when I would go visit her at work, I would, you know, interact with pharmacists in, in the pharmacy environment. 
And yeah, I remember as early as middle school or eighth, like for sure, like by eighth grade, I was like, oh, this seems really cool. I think I want to be a pharmacist, like, you know, the pharmacists that were at my mom's workplace. And so every, and, and at that point, again, I had no knowledge at frankly, or interest in any other, any other even specialty in, in pharmacy besides community pharmacy. So I just went back forward through high school and college and everything kept reinforcing my interest in community pharmacy. And so that was re- originally how I decided on pursuing pharmacy in the first place. And the, and the other thing I'd say is, yeah, if I had, you know, multiple lives to live simultaneously right now, I would love to, uh, I would love to be a full-time community pharmacist right now. I, I'd love to be an Amcare pharmacist, an industry pharmacist. I find so many different paths that folks in our profession are taking, you know, really rewarding. Yeah. And with all the work that's being done, especially like through like this pandemic and whatnot, a lot of pharmacists are like on the front lines right now, or there is be like in community, acute care, am care. It's crazy. And our profession is definitely standing strong with like what's going on. So Derek, I'm curious to know like more about your tour role and day to day, like putting together pearls and working with the Cosmos Health. Yeah. So it's well, like, honestly, like a lot of pharmacy positions, it's, it's rapidly changing all the time. So yeah, I'll back it up a little bit to like last summer is when sort of things started to change a little bit. I was I was still working at, at some commu- uh, a few community pharmacy shifts a month. So I would get those in. But then, yeah, my day to day now. So for all intents and purposes, I'm, you know, I'm full time working on on, on pearls and, and Cosmos Health. So I mean, I'm the, the founder of this startup. So what that involves is wearing tons of different hats, depending on what the most urgent need is. Um, on any given day to day, you know, like, like I mentioned, so Pearls has, you know, it's a drug information website and mobile app. So depending on the priority of, of the day or the week, um, my time is frankly pretty evenly split between developing content or draft of drafts of content, like new drug pages or new drug tables for Pearls. So I do some clinical medical writing work, I guess maybe you could bucket that as other parts of my time are after content is complete or content's ready to go into our application. Well, then I have to program that content into, you know, the website and, and, and into the mobile app. So, so I guess, yeah, part of my time is also spent doing software engineering. Of course, there's other things with that as well, besides just putting content in, there's, you know, need to maintain the code base and, you know, fix like errors pop up here or there with, with the code, do that. And then the last bucket that I would sort of put my time in is like business development or marketing. So we have a, where a lot of our users actually come from is Instagram. So we have a pretty big Instagram account. It's at pearls.app where we have, I think like over 12,000 followers now. And so we do a lot of sharing educational posts on Instagram and that's where a lot of our users actually come from. So, you know, that's under the marketing bucket. And similarly, we have some other partnerships with organizations that provide a discount to their members or whatnot. And so developing those partnerships to help distribute our product out into the world is, is, is the last way I spend my time. There's a, there's a saying in startups that first time founders focus on product and second time founders focus on um, distribution. Um, the joke being there, how, you know, one thing I learned the hard way was you know, nobody cares about what you're building, and especially if nobody knows about it. And so over time, what's shifted over the last, frankly, two years of being full time on this is I, I would say in the beginning, most of my time was doing the initial product building, like the very initial versions of the application and the initial drafts of content, and then just a little bit of marketing. And then that, that's sort of shifted now where I'd say of those three buckets I described, most of my time is spent on the business development side of things, helping with marketing partnerships, recently hired some awesome team members who've joined Pearls. And so that probably takes up the majority of my time. And then the minority of my time is, is now split between the content, medical information, content development and, and engineering. 
That's really amazing to learn about this. And I have to confess, I actually found your app also through Instagram. And that led to me also downloading your application onto my phone too. And it's been such a great source to look into, especially for a lot of like diff- little like bits of drug info. And I know that there's there's a lot of guideline updates that's been happening the past few years. And again, this is something that's like a huge commendable feat to like, you know, be able to create like in a way it's more like kind of create like infographics in a way that's kind of like a good summary of what's new, what's updated, what's recommended and whatnot. And I was going to also ask about like whether this was like a solo feat versus like a team feat, but you kind of answered a lot of the questions that I was kind of like going to ask next. But I mean, if you want to tell me more about like your inspiration behind Pearls, by all means, you can definitely share. Yeah, absolutely. So drug references, right, or, or medical information references, you know, I, I think they've probably been around since as early, you know, since since stone tablets, right? I'm sure, you know, Hippocrates. <laughs> you know, if he's real or whatnot, I'm sure he was writing information on a stone tablet and and other, you know, physicians of the era or or clinicians. So the concept of of a medical information reference, I don't think is a unique idea I had or anything, but especially when I was a fourth year pharmacy student, I was noticing having difficulty quickly accessing information for certain things I was doing as an API student, like counseling patients. So actually the initial inspiration for Pearls was sort of, how do I build a better counseling points reference? And that now is one of the main, yeah, as you mentioned, I wouldn't compare pearls head to head with some of the existing leaders in the medical information space. We we don't have, for example, at the at the present, we we don't cover all of the different content sections of a medication. But like you mentioned, we sort of summarize key points for common workflows that, especially pharmacists in the outpatient setting, and especially pharmacists pharmacy students while they're learning, cover. Like we we help we help um, users quickly reference counseling points for medications. So making a better counseling points experience was certainly an inspiration for this product. And then, yeah, the second thing I always remember having a question of as an API student, and even as a, when I was working as a pharmacist in community was, there's all these medications used to treat, you know, conditions. Well, how do I know which one to use when? And that's obviously to your reference to, you know, you brought up clinical guidelines. So that's the other thing we try and summarize in Pearls a lot is there's multiple medications that are used for diabetes, but when do you know to use one over the other? And in what order? What, what? What are the pros and cons of different medications for treating the same condition? So we have a really another really popular section on our drug pages called clinical pearls, which or which summarizes like place in therapy points for for medications. So yeah, the the inspiration was sort of to try and fill in the gaps that I had with existing refer- references originally, and then what what we sort of stumbled upon that's really interesting and where we're headed is pearls sort of you know other information references. You know, I mentioned books and stone tablets. Other information references in a lot of ways feel like digital versions of books. They feel like ebooks. With Pearls, the interface is sort of focused around what you're doing. What are, are you are you trying to counsel a patient? Okay, here's the information for that workflow. Are you doing clinical review? Are you trying to understand clinical guidelines? Here's the information around that workflow. So where we're headed is in, in kind of the vision for it is yeah, to keep sort of carving out the niche we've had. And then to your other question about yeah, the like solo feed, the most important thing about this business is the integrity of the information. Of course, Pearls originally started was just, yeah, myself, like I mentioned, I was doing all of the rough drafting of content, but then I assembled a team of clinical advisors who frankly were the the pharmacists in my network, you know, some some classmates of mine even who were board certified in different areas or practicing pharmacists in different areas. And so I would meet with them on the phone for hours in, in many cases to go through all the content to make sure, you know, it was both reflected accurately from the FDA, you know, what's published in product labels, but then also what's seen in clinical practice. Over time, 
um, yeah, how the team has grown. So 2021 was sort of a, uh, you know, a, a year of growth for, for pearls as, a, as both, a, as a, frankly, as a business, right? I guess as we get more users, we get more business. So yeah, just recently at, in the last few months, pharmacist software engineer has joined the team to help our software development efforts. And then actually just, just yesterday, a pharmacist designer joined our team who's going to help us continue to build out, you know, more of the visuals that you see in pearls that we're pretty known for. That's really amazing. And for for those who I know that there's actually quite a good number of students and even new practitioner pharmacists who are really interested in like pursuing the path of digital health and big shout out to you, especially like when it comes to like the Pearls app, like being able to access information very quickly and being able to reference like guideline updates like very quickly at like a few like taps of the of the phone screen is something that I like am very like happy to like have and you know with pearls it's it's something that's again very commendable and something that i would actually recommend to other colleagues of mine as well but <laughs> any advice that you would want to share with others who may be interested in going down the same pharmacy career path as you yeah so um definitely so yeah you know i, I would really broadly bucket myself as a pharmacist who's combined their you know pharmacy knowledge you know t- into sort of the technology industry and and so I would say there's a couple different like buckets of career paths if you're if you're to be a pharmacist who's interested in you know combining you know working also with technology. So I think informatics is probably the most well known. And at the top of this um, yeah, episode, you mentioned Tony, who's of course a huge, well known, well regarded. I'll call, I'll call him an influencer in you know in the informatics space. And it's funny that's actually when I when I'm telling people about what I'm doing, like you know other pharmacists or other healthcare professionals, you know, just well, oh, what do you do? And I, you know, I kind of describe a little bit of what I'm doing. People are like, oh, you're an informatics pharmacist. I'm like, uh, no, actually, I don't know anything about informatics. Um, <laughs> I, I do web. So how I would bucket my career is I'm, you know, I'm a pharmacist who is a, a website and mobile app developer. So to, to be specific, I, yeah, I don't data analytics programming is, is not something I do, but I would actually encourage pharmacists who are interested in technology to to undertake and then I'd further describe myself as, you know, I guess, you know, frankly, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. In some ways, I describe myself as sort of a, you know, a, a 21st century independent pharmacist. You know, I love independent pharmacy, and that's a, a major passion of mine as well. But we all know that, you know, independents are facing certain challenges, and, and I, I hope that that, you know, reverses. But in some ways, I view myself as a, you know, a digital independent pharmacist who's, you know, starting his own business. And how I would encourage other pharmacists to, you know, if you wanted to take an entrepreneurial step is, Start by trying to solve your own problems and, and don't worry about if it's, let's say, especially don't worry about if it's too small. I think other pharmacists, entrepreneurs, you know, when I hear people with a business idea, a lot of times it's like a really, really like super, like I want to reinvent the healthcare system or I want to, you know, make a brand new, really complicated, you know, patient care business, which is awesome. But I think that's oftentimes where that's what stops people from getting started is it's like, well, in order to get this business started, you're going to need lots of money and lots of regulatory approval. And so I think pharmacists just solving their day-to-day issues that they're having is you know, a great place to start a business around it and grow it from. I, I see a lot of other successful pharmacy entrepreneurs who are doing like s- services that are kind of common, but they tailor them to pharmacists. Like for example, I was just recently speaking with Tim Albrecht, the financial pharmacist who you know, there's lots of financial service agencies, but he is a pharmacist and understands the needs of pharmacists. So he built a business around it. And, and he has a partner who similarly is focused on helping pharmacists understand the house bu- home, home buying processes. And, and there's lots of other pharmacists that are, you know, s- similarly owning a niche that, you know, is maybe like a, 
you know, maybe someone will start a pharmacist bank, you know, or a farm. It, it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, it, it could really be anything, really any, any service that like everybody uses. If you, if you were to tailor that to unique, unique needs or unique problems that you're experiencing with that service as a pharmacist, I think that's a great way to think about entering entrepreneurship is again, just solving your own problems. Because one of the biggest unknowns of starting a business is how do you know if anybody wants what you're going to make? Well, if, if you want what you're going to make, then you already have you know, you already have one customer yourself. And so you know that there's, if you are having a problem that you then create a solution for, there's likely people in your, who, you know, who are also going to be your customers and, and all the better if it's, you know, if it's, if it's other pharmacists, because you're, you, you are uniquely suited as a pharmacist to, to understand the problems of them that, that, you know, someone who's not wouldn't. So that'd be, that'd be my long-winded advice on technology and, and entrepreneurship and, and, and getting started. But wh- wherever I may have driven the car off the road there, please uh, uh, let, let me know or um, happy to, clarify any thoughts and, you know, um, appreciate the question. Yeah, by, by all means. But I do definitely agree. Like when it comes to something that's like a really like it, it starts out as like a small idea, like the biggest thing is not to worry, like starting off small. That, that's where I feel like a lot of businesses and like pharmacy entrepreneurs start is like from like one small idea, it kind of like is like the seed that kind of roots like a huge like business tree and, you know, I definitely agree where you were talking about how like with pharmacists, the biggest thing, especially if you're trying to create like some type of business that's in relation to pharmacy, that like problem solving is one of the biggest things that is pretty vital. And, you know, if it's something that you want to make and if you want to make to like help like solve like some of these like issues, you're already kind of a customer to like your own like thing that you're creating. And so... um my last question that I have for you here is how would someone reach out to you for further questions if they want to like reach out and learn more or reach out to talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, and I, yeah, I 100% agree with your, your sentiment there about, yeah, like literally solving problems is that is that's that's part and parcel to, to entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, with regards to getting in touch with me, certainly, well, as we already mentioned, I'd love anyone if they're if they're interested in adding a little bit of educational pearls to their Instagram timeline, please, you know, follow us at, at pearls.app and that's a great, well, we'd love to be connected there. But otherwise, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Derek Borkowski PharmD on LinkedIn. And so yeah, anybody who's interested in entrepreneurship, technology, or or anything else, um, you know, it would be a pleasure. And I'd be really grateful to have the opportunity to be connected there and follow along with each other's professional journeys. Thank you so much, Derek, for joining the show and hope to see you all again on this podcast. And until then, 